Hello, Herstorians. I'm your host, Heather Ashley, and welcome to another episode of Women of Herstory, a podcast dedicated to celebrating women who have made or are making their mark on our society. Today, I have with me writer, director, and producer, Angela Howe. Thank you so much for joining us today, Angela. Thank you, Heather. Of course. I know we were just chatting before we pressed record, but you've had a good day so far. I guess it's just started for you over there. Yeah, it's uh, just 20 minutes past nine. So yes, I've had a great day so far. (laughs) It's still, I will never get used to time zones. I just, I never will. I'm like, we've had a day already. It's like almost 7.30. (laughs) Yeah. my goodness well let's let's jump right in yep yep your film bullied has been picked up for digital distribution in north america as of june 1st can you share with us what this film is all about uh well the film is about a 12 year old girl called charlotte who despite all her efforts to stand up for herself um, continues to be tormented by brenda the bully and it all comes to head one night uh, when she's attacked in the park. Um, she fights back with all her might and knocks Brenda to the ground. Uh, the bully hits her head and stops moving completely. Mm. So Charlotte's now faced with a dilemma to either hide the body or to face the consequences of her actions. That's what it's about. Yeah. Ooh. How, did, how did this idea for a film come about? Uh, well, I was uh, thinking about, well, as, as we all do as filmmakers, thinking about story. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I, I was bullied as a child, so uh, mm. I kind of buried all that. And then uh, then I was thinking about making a film that can be done, you know, for a very low budget. And then I thought, okay, if we shot outside, that might help. Yes, that, that was the thinking. Anyway, I, I thought that it would help. <laughs> <laughs> And then, um, and then, funny enough, like we were talking about dogs earlier, or just animals earlier. Uh, so we, at the time, was bringing our dog to an obedience school mm-hmm. um, that is located in a large public park. It's a weird. It's it's something that only happens in Australia. I I think maybe in the US at some in some places, but definitely in Australia, where you have uh, suburbs with very large parks. It mm-hmm. goes go on forever, mm-hmm. um, and nobody ever uses it. Um, you hardly see anyone there. Mm-hmm. So my mind started to wonder, and I thought, ah, oh, if you, you know, there's no one here, you could walk through it, and no one would know. Mm. And things must happen here, like that no one knows about. Yeah. And then I was thinking, okay, uh, I like to make a film about children, mm-hmm. and I just kind of like blended the two subjects together and. <laughs> They go back to, to you know my childhood and think yeah. about what what really bothered me or had a affected you, exactly yeah. yeah. And then yeah, then it just all sort of blended together. Yeah. Wow. So you definitely used some of your own personal experiences while creating this film. Yes, I I did. Uh, definitely, there was some <laughs> personal experiences in there. But I assure you, 
I have never gotten into a physical fight with anyone, nor have I killed anyone. <laughs> You're like, this is not an autobiographical film. <laughs> I know. And my partner actually suggested that I say that it's verbatim, that it's actually. <laughs> oh my but God. But it's not. <laughs> um, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it uh, was it kind of tough, you know, delving into those parts of of you know childhood that everybody blocks out, you know, to be like, okay, to revisit, you know, what it felt like to be twelve and bullied by, you know, this person or that person. Was that kind of tough to revisit that, or was it kind of like closure? I th I think it's a. a Two prong, I guess it mm -hmm. is. It was difficult, but at the same time, I w I I kind of was wearing the hat of a storyteller, so mm. I was just you know to me it was a resource. Mm -hmm. So at at the end of it, I guess uh, I don't know if I've recovered really by making mm -hmm. this film, but it, it it certainly allowed me to to I, I guess explore some of those things that I went through. Mm. So yeah, it's it's both, I guess. Yeah. And and then I won't give the ending away, but I was I I had no idea what I was doing as as far as my own growth goes, mm. uh, as a person uh, when I wrote the script and and then after after making the film, I realized that oh wait I I am saying something about myself with the end, um, mm. and that yeah something inside me made me make the end the way it is. So um, you have to see the film. I'm yeah. so excited. You, so that's such a good teaser. I'm like, what could that possibly mean? <laughs> <laughs> so why is this an important story to tell right now? It is really unfortunate, but bullying, you know, has been with us since like forever. Mm -hmm. um, and it's unfortunately also that it's not going away anytime soon. Mm-mm. As you know very well, in recent years, you know, bullying has become very visible mm -hmm. uh, on the political stage, on mm -hmm. the world stage. And then with COVID and, you know, the vilification of the Asian diaspora mm -hmm. in the US, you know, especially. Yeah. Yeah. And also the, yeah, towards the Pacific Islanders as well. And all that's just. You know, it's always been there. It's just come to the surface. Yeah, just people are feeling bold. <laughs> You're like, what yeah. emboldened this insanity of just like blatant adults behaving this way, that way? You know, I feel like that's such a strange, I feel like it used to be, I mean, not that it is ever okay that it was behind closed doors, but now people feel so righteous in their words of hatred towards entire groups of people for no other reason than they're different than them and that's insane yeah exactly and and i i mean the rhetoric with china has always been there as well mm -hmm. uh, but it's just again become quite i guess magnified mm -hmm. um brazen yeah yeah and um, and then part of me was thinking just last week, it's like, would this have happened if the virus had started in Europe mm. or, or or somewhere else where there's a, 
you know, or, or the US, you know, it, it's would, would this sort of behavior had started mm. if if that was the source of the virus, which right. which, pos- which could be possible, right? So right, yeah, that's so that's so true. It's yeah. fear, it's fear, and then looking for people to blame, and then you just pick targets that are least like what you feel like you represent, and then that's where you're just gonna lay the shoulders of blame on for literally no other reason than you're scared. Ugh. Yeah. Ooh. And and I think that's, you know, like there's so many different forms of bullying and that's one. You mm-hmm. know, there's there's children, there's individuals against individuals, but then there's, you know, all these different facets of bullying. Mm-hmm. Um that yeah. So mm-hmm. so this is why I think it's important that the story be told. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when I made the film, it, it was already important, but like, it's just, you know, with the past few years, it's just become even more, mm-hmm. more obvious. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As an Asian woman in the film industry, what are some challenges that you've come across? <laughs> Where do I start? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh Okay, I guess it all comes back. I don't think it's just specific to the film industry, but I guess my experience, I'll speak to my experience within that industry. Mm-hmm. But it's really on just about everything, right? Right. Uh, okay, so it starts with our other people's perception of us, mm-hmm. which is that we're timid mm. um, and that we are obliging and that we're quiet. So with all that sort of stereotype, you know, then the, th- the, the judgment out of that is that we can't possibly know what we're doing. Mm. Uh, we can't possibly have a place in the leadership mm. we can't possibly know how to run a set uh, we can't possibly be a creative lead or have anything to say and that uh, it doesn't matter how qualified we are uh, we will have always to constantly prove ourselves mm. every single time it doesn't matter what you've done before then and uh, frankly I'm pretty tired of that yeah I'd yeah. imagine and, yeah. And I'm like, every time someone does it, which is just about every time, I'll be like, really? That's all you got? It's so boring. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that's your best jab at me right now. I've heard I've heard a lot of things from a lot of people. <laughs> like you can't <laughs> bring me down. Is it is it tough to kind of I mean, I'm sure it is. Of course it's tough to like take that in stride and be like, oh my God, the ignorance surrounding this whole let's just say specifically in the film industry I mean women in general are already thought of as less talented and less qualified for leadership roles and then you add on you know just something that is no one has control over which is your nationality your skin tone like wherever you're coming from and then somehow that in people's minds makes you even further down on the ranking of this like theoretical podium it's just oh man that's got to be really just exhausting and yeah it is and what's what's i think what makes it worse is that when women think that way Mm -hmm. or or even, you know, sometimes, really unfortunately, some Asian women think that way of each other. It's mm. just dumb. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I hadn't even thought of, of 
it even happening in that sense, judging others on the basis of their own prejudice that is unbeknownst to them, like the things that they've been fed about the other people in their own community. I didn't even consider how hurtful that must be. Yeah, yeah. I know it, it's hurtful, but at the same time, it's just such a, uh, I guess such a, I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's a huge disappointment in mm -hmm. someone, you know, mm -hmm. not supporting themselves really it, i guess yeah. it's, it's the same it goes back to like you know who in the asian i mean in the asian diaspora in the u.s <laughs> who voted for trump yeah. <laughs> like what i mean you must hate yourself Honestly, why would you do that who knows yeah. <laughs> who knows <laughs> where you're like yeah. what happened to you what happened why do you feel this way yeah yeah that really does go right back to that you're so right your films have played in numerous festivals. Have there been any that you particularly enjoyed and can't wait to return to? Well, I, I enjoy most festivals that my film play, has played in. Uh, the ones I've managed to attend, that is. Um, mm -hmm. I guess I particularly enjoyed uh, the Torino Film Festival in Italy. Ooh. Um, I guess uh, what I really liked about it was they included films of all all types, mm. all genres, all uh, styles. And they also paid attention, like really good attention to the filmmakers, mm. even the short filmmakers, which is really nice. Because yeah. that doesn't always happen. Um, and they were really generous uh, and they really cared about the filmmakers and their comfort and all that, mm. made them feel welcome. So that was what stuck with me. Another festival where I experienced this is the Berlinale, but my films have not played there, but I've attended markets mm. and um, there, and they t also took real care of each project that went through the, mm. um, the talent project market and really supported and encouraged each project. And, uh, and just that, that kind of support and encouragement mm. was incredible, I thought. Yeah, I bet um, that's refreshing. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it is, you know. Uh, oh. It was, but uh, it's, it still is, I guess, in my mind. Um, yeah, so those are the ones that I hope to return to someday with a film, if they will have me. Yeah. <laughs> um, is, it, is it stressful and kind of scary to send your, your films out to festivals? Or do you just send it out and you're like, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Yeah, usually I just treat it like a job. Um, mm -hmm and then just send things out but i do my research like will this is this festival uh, likely to program something like this uh i look at their past programming history mm -hmm. and yeah just try and figure it out but i think it's easier actually with shorts than it is with features mm -hmm. uh, that there is some level of discovery with shorts mm. but not so much with feature films i think yeah it's it's a shame um, interesting yep. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also sometimes they have, like every year, maybe they change up their agenda, mm -hmm. you know, and your film might be good, but it doesn't fit with their programming. Right. So yeah, it's, it's hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. That's, that's such a world in, in film that I'm so unfamiliar with that I'm just like, tell me more, you know, <laughs> like, well, uh, those are so interesting. Like, 
a lot of interesting information in there because it's it's something where like I've been to film festivals and sat in the audience and enjoyed all of it, but I've never put much thought into what goes into how they decide who whose film gets shown and whose doesn't in the festival. And so, you know, it I, I always imagine though, it's kind of tough. It's gotta be tough to be like, ah, oh, I didn't get into that festival or but if you're also aware that it's no hard feelings on you, then then you can let it roll off your back. Yeah, except it gets very expensive. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There's fees. That's the only thing. Yeah. So you, you have to be careful who you submit <laughs> to, you know, mm-hmm. otherwise you're just donating. <laughs> much. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What advice do you have for women in film, particularly women of color in film, who are feeling like their voices aren't being heard? I say create your own projects, Mm. create your own opportunities, Mm -hmm. support and uplift each other, Mm. and keep telling your stories and don't give up because the world needs our voices. doesn't matter what you've been told, the world needs to hear our voices and um, Mm -hmm. because it's a pretty boring place without it and that and we will take our place at the table Mm. and I stress we will Mm -hmm. (laughs) and don't let anyone tell you otherwise Mm -hmm. I love that that's so true you know even you have to build your own table and bring your own chairs there will be a table and you will be at it that's great I love that that's right do you have a favorite part of the filming process they are all difficult and all challenging. <laughs> um, but I guess my favorite would be to be on set directing and to be able to see my ideas and thoughts come to life. Mm. I also enjoy editing for the same sort of reasons where I get to piece together and bring them to a cohesive whole. Mm. So I, I would say if there's one, only one favorite, then I guess directing. But I also enjoyed editing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, why, you know, is it with directing? Do yes. you ever get disappointed if you have this vision in your head and you're like, this shot is going to work so good. It's going to be freaking amazing. And then it just can't, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't happen. Is it tough to let those little like favorite ideas go or do you just kind of say, okay, well, let's try this way then? I guess I've had both scenarios that you just described happen to me mm-hmm. where I see a sh- shot in my head and I think it will work. And then maybe on set, it just didn't work as I pictured. And then I, I'll stop and think about what what other ways I could get it to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then maybe someone on set, you know, like a, a cinematographer or, you know, someone else say, oh, what, what if you try this way? And then, and then, and then I'll think about it. So okay, yeah, let's give it a go. And and so it's about exploring for me on set. So yes, it's a um, you co- you go in with a plan, uh, a wish list, but you need to stay open to other possibilities. And I think that's the beauty of planning, mm. is that then you free yourself to to play on mm. set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's yeah. It's hard to like uh, not be married to these specific ideas when you're like no this is gonna be great and then it's just not you know 
Yeah. Get in stride, not having a plan. I mean, having a plan, but letting the plan ebb and flow with, you know, what's happening is so important. You know, that's a skill. That's a good skill to have. So kudos to you. Thank you. <laughs> For me, casting as a director is like maybe 90% of the job. Mm -hmm. And so to cast correctly is paramount to me. Mm -hmm. um, so if I'm allowed to do that, then I will then once cast, allow the actors to embody the characters. Mm. And there is no wrong or right with acting. It's just, you know, which way we need to go, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I never do line readings and uh, I, yeah, I would adjust, but not do line readings. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's one yeah. thing to say, maybe try it not so sarcastic and be more aggressive. And then that automatically is going to just like that type of direction is going to shift the, you know, delivery without just saying, read it like this, you know, because then that act that destroys the confidence of most act, it, it can completely just take all the joy out of performing, it can take all the creativity out of it. And then you start to question every single choice you're making acting wise for the whole rest of whatever you're doing, whether it be a stage play or like a, a film, you know, when, when you have someone who's yelling at you to like, do it this way. And you're like, I'm now questioning if I even know how to act. <laughs> and so that, that level of just, you know, having a, comfortable safe space to let you know you do what you're doing and the actors doing what they're doing it's just everybody's you know working together that you can tell exactly. when people hate what they're doing you can it shows you know if it shows if the film is not done with like love and care and enthusiasm for the art of which you're producing because it's an art and you can tell when when it's just made with no love and all stress <laughs> yeah and i think it. i think what a lot of uh filmmakers don't either don't understand or don't want to accept is that film is a collaborative art and mm -hmm. you should allow each 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 role each actors or crew each person is an expert in their own little area mm -hmm. and you should welcome um, people's input and because the more more you do that uh, the more stakes mm. people will feel like they have in the project and the yes. more they will give yes <laughs> yes 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 that's so true yeah, yeah if you if you let people feel like they're part of the process and not just a body on set mm -hmm. or you know then like they're they're gonna care and actually you know, want to provide the best work that they possibly can. But if they don't feel like they're being appreciated or seen or listened to, they're not going to care. <laughs> yeah. What do they have to lose in this? Probably not a whole lot. I mean, maybe a little bit of a, you know, dent in their reputation. But, you know, at that point, if it's that unhealthy of a set, then everybody's getting a dent in their you know, reputation at that point. Yeah. <laughs> My thing is always like, if you don't want to collaborate and just go write a book. 
Before we get to our last two questions, is there anything else that you would like to add where we can find you, Bullied, or anything else we didn't touch on? Well, the film Bullied is coming out in North America digitally on the 1st of June. And on that day, it'll be available on all your VOD platforms, including iTunes and Apple TV. Amazing. uh, Where you'll get to also pre-order. Um, so you can pre-order before the actual date it releases and and then of course it will be on prime etc as well and uh where to find us well the bullet is actually the north american title mm. uh for the film the original title is rock sugar um that's so <laughs> much cooler i know <laughs> and the, and and you know the name changes because of what the distributor recommend it because of the viewing patterns of the North American audience. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. Did they give you like options or were they just like, this is what you should call it because of this? Uh, no, I was just told to change the title to start with certain letters of the alphabet. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> And the fact that the film is about bullying just sure. sort of kind of narrow things down a bit. So, but they didn't dictate. They didn't say. Yeah. Oh, they did suggest that this could be a good one. I, I tweaked it a little bit, but yeah. But it's, that is it's so interesting. Wow. <laughs> huh. Yeah. So I ask the same last two questions to everyone that comes through the podcast. First, what is your second favorite color, and why? um wow okay (laughs) that's a difficult one um i thought about it and i narrowed it down to (laughs) aqua blue okay because maybe it calms me i i like it i like that it's a nice relaxing color but it also like looks pretty with anything you wear you know it looks good on anything and it's pretty I think that's fair. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 And last, <laughs> what, in your opinion, is the best part of being a woman? Well, not two women are alike. Yeah, of course. Um, but if I have to generalize to answer this question. Or just for for you. For you, what is your favorite part of being a woman? I guess we're smart. Mm-hmm. We're thoughtful mm-hmm. and we think things through before acting. Uh-huh. We consider all factors and consequences, <laughs> um, unlike our brethren. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we're more, yeah, we're also more careful, which mm-hmm. is can be good or a bad thing. Um, and we tend to just be less rash with our decision making. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I answer the question you totally did you totally answered it and you answered it in a way that I'm saying yes and because that is absolutely all of it is totally true you know the impulse control thing is a big one you know which is like thinking it through before we say okay let's do this thing rather than barreling head-on without thinking about any consequences or what anything is going to happen afterwards, you know? So uh, absolutely. I'm thoughtful. I love that. That's an excellent answer. 
<laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I mean, sometimes we think too much, you know, which mm -hmm. could be a bad thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that is that is both a blessing and a curse, right? Where we're like, we can think things really well. And then it's also like, but you probably overthought that because all you were doing was like deciding <laughs> like which way to go. And you thought about it for two days and now the opportunity is not there anymore. So yeah, that is kind of annoying, but it also means that the choices that we do make are precise, they're exact, they're purposeful, and not just flying by the seat of your pants, which is still fun, though. I do do that sometimes. I'm sure you yeah. do as well. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think as women, because we are subjected to things that men aren't subjected to, mm. um, you know, like dangerous stuff, mm -hmm. um, that we're just, I guess, conditioned to... Mm to be more aware of our surroundings and mm -hmm. um exercise more caution yeah yes yes mm -hmm. so so it's, it's, i guess it's all this could be a case of conditioning as well mm -hmm. or maybe just something that's in us i i really i really don't interesting. know interesting wow yeah. Yeah. yeah well now we're on a whole philosophical thing <laughs> and the philosopher's stone see we brought it right back to it it wasn't totally <laughs> random <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so, so much for taking the time to sit down early in the morning for you um, and, and chat today. I feel like bullied or um, what was it? Rock sugar? Is that what you said? Rock it sugar. Rock yeah. Sugar. Yeah. That's such a good name. Bullied <laughs> slash rock sugar, you know, is, is such an important story to tell and it's very poignant right now and always really any any anything like that but particularly you know right now and um thank you so much for being candid and open and honest with you know all of your experiences in the industry and in filming I'm so excited I can't wait to watch it uh, uh, I'm excited I'm gonna pre-order <laughs> it everybody else should pre-order it actually when this airs it'll be out. So everybody should go get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, yeah. The, the, the target audience is tweens and teens. So um, it, but also I think adults should be able to enjoy it as well. Yeah. yeah. I really yeah, think yeah. so. I feel like I, you know, the, I, I really think that based on all the, um, all that you've shared about what it's about and all the things that I've read so far would indicate that anybody could watch this and get something from it, you know, whether it be just entertained for a while or actually like introspective thought being like, wow, am I kind of a jerk sometimes? <laughs> like, who did I bully in middle school? You know, like, I feel like anybody, any audience can, anyone could get something from, from watching this film. <laughs> yeah. I, I was talking to my partner the other day and I was saying to him that, you know, it'd be, it's too bad with COVID. Like if I could screen it um, hmm. in, in, you know, where I grew up, I, I'm wondering if, the people who who bullied me would actually come forward to mm -hmm. apologize and he's like oh it takes 
it takes a lot of courage for someone to do that. So chances are no. <laughs> <laughs> That's not where I thought that story was gonna go. That's really funny. <laughs> no, but like you know, it's he's probably telling the truth. So you know, yeah, it is. That is probably you know. I feel like examining yourself in that way and being like, "Wow, I was horrible to these people," and then to have to go and like be like, "Hey, um, saw your movie." <laughs> sorry I did that <laughs> like is this character based off me like <laughs> no but I think I really do think that anybody can get a lot from watching films made by you know women films made by people outside of their um you know outside of their country outside of their race outside of all these things watching films that are told through the lens of somebody that is not you you can always get something from them if you approach it in a way of receiving and not judgment just being like what is this story what are they trying to tell me what can i gain from this and i think it's so important that people approach all all movie watching experiences in that way you can get a lot from watching Anchorman and you know like, <laughs> yeah. watch it the right way you're like man this is crazy and these people are weird but I get why he says this you know like if yeah you, if you sit down and watch anything with the intent of gaining some sort of perspective then I think anybody can you know receive yeah. a message no, yeah, you're right. And, you know, I've heard people describe the film as, as a, you know, uh, an Asian girl's experience of bullying, but really it isn't. It's, it's you know, it's, <clears throat> I guess, an, an ode to anyone mm -hmm. um, who's been bullied. Um, um, and it's, you know, regardless of race mm -hmm. and gender and... Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. I've so enjoyed chatting with you. You're thank you. You're, you're such a ray of sunshine. I'm so happy. <laughs> I feel like I I, you know. <laughs> now I have that song stuck in my head. <laughs> um <laughs> thank you. Uh just also I just want to leave the audience uh the website, the, yes. the film's website. So it's uh movie dot com and uh, we're also available on, on Instagram and Facebook at uh, Rock Sugar Movie. Yeah. Love it, amazing! Yeah. I'll make sure to have all of that in the show notes as well, so that they can just click, 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 and get right there. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Hey, yeah. Thank you so much, Heather, for chatting, and it's been really fun. Of course. And thank yeah. you, Herstorians, for tuning in again. Subscribe, follow, tell all your friends and your frenemies. Maybe call your high school bully, tell them to listen. You can also follow us on the social medias on Instagram at Women of Her Story Podcast, uh, Twitter at The Her Story Pod, TikTok at Her Story Podcast, Facebook women of herstory and you can visit our website at ofherstory.com until next week be safe stay healthy and show the world what you're made of <laughs>